This is cold. Learn how to tell stories in logic. My God. <laughs> You're so vicious so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's a, lie. that's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hole. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Oh, uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how the heck are you today, bud? Well, we can just call yourself uh, John Cena today, Cole, because I can't see you. I know. I got to figure out what is wrong with the zoom and my camera and whatnot. I think maybe I need to try a different app because my face just goes blah, 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 and I look like a music video from the 90s where the face is just going back and forth and it looks like I'm all glitched and weird. So you get to just look at my picture today. Oh, well, that's fit. That's fine. I, I, I can do that. And, you know, you can't just blame a very successful app like Zoom. So uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I would imagine that uh, they're doing their job just fine. And, uh, their equipments are more than capable. I'm going to buy you a, a sweet ass computer for Christmas and uh, we're going to make sure it's fully podcast capable and not just, you know, work capable. We're, we're going to get you the good stuff. What's your budget nice. again? <laughs> What's my budget for your Christmas gift? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we oh. do things that's how we do things i i wrangle the stuff and we just do payment plans <laughs> well it worked with the playstation it was great see now your video's frozen oh man so, oh well i think that's... it's because of my sweet background that i really attempted to uh pull off and man i really wish i could have used the effect that i was using earlier for this episode because uh i think that is a a more fitting image and uh a better looking um version of myself if i do say so myself Yes, the horse head effect uh, popped me really hard when I pulled in here because we are talking about Mantar today, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, oh, we'll get there before we get. Yes, before we do that, uh, you know, uh, I said it at the end of last episode. Uh, if wrestling continues to be good, then we'll probably talk about current stuff a little more on the podcast. And uh, last night after, of course, the medieval times bullshit we had to sit through for two hours. Uh, for my cousin's fucking birthday uh we got home much later than we should and watched an entire four-hour pay-per-view <laughs> and stayed up into the wee hours of the morning so we're going to talk about it here today uh, uh right off the bat couple things that we were correct about on last week's top 10 dream match episodes it looks like we're going to be getting that logan paul seth match which is great um we were correct that in <clears throat> we were correct in saying that Austin Theory was going to retain the title. Uh, it was a fantastic match. Uh, my brother-in-law Johnny Gargano had an incredibly strong showing last night. Uh, almost killed himself doing a Hurricane Rana off the top of one of the pods, um, but he is okay, ladies and gentlemen. No need, no need for concern. Oscar um, won the women's. Money in the Bank. So as of now, she is Bianca's opponent for WrestleMania. Um, I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen with the whole Bailey and uh, uh, da, 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 Becky Lynch saga 
Um, they didn't. The, the only thing I think that came out of last night's pay-per-view that is sad for us is that I don't think Brock and Bobby Lashley are done since their match ended with a kick to the dick disqualification. So I don't know that we're going to get any of our Brock Lesnar dream matches at Mania this year, but uh, a lot of good stuff happening. Uh, yes, a lot of great stuff happening. And yeah, I, I, I already kind of knew that we weren't going to get the Gunther match uh, that we wanted only because Bray Wyatt kind of issued a challenge to whomever was going to win uh, that match between Brock and Bobby Lashley. Uh, so Bray Wyatt's going to be in the mix somehow in this thing. Or maybe we're going to throw Gunther in there for a nice four way of just a big hoss battle uh, with some with with, uh, with uh, some uh, magic and uh, darkness and stuff. But who knows? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, one thing that really uh, I want to shine a light on that I don't think, you know, you're going to go out of your way up to say it, but I think you saw it too. Uh, that men's elimination chamber match really told me something about uh, Seth Rollins. He's like the guy as far as the utility bell to bell player. He was the guy that elevated everybody. He was the guy that was like, he's got the tenure. He's Triple H's guy, the first NXT champion. At this point, he's like, the mainstay and he's given the rub on all these guys and every and he gave everybody a shining moment in this match uh at his expense and you know i really just want to shine a light on seth rollins he really and just going start to finish and starting with your brother-in-law he really gave a lot to johnny in that match he gave a lot to everybody and really put a lot of people on the map in that match including uh furthering a very awesome attraction match we're about to get out of him and logan paul at wrestlemania i think you know just high fives all around as far as seth rollins contributions to last night's show other than maybe the the joker trailer thing uh but well i yeah i i, I missed whatever that was i saw someone say so i was you know since it was almost one o'clock in the morning i was kind of fast forwarding through the stuff in between matches a little bit so i could get all the matches in um but it sounds like I may need to go find that, or do I not need to watch that? Oh no, I, it, it's it's absolutely silly. It's a, it's as silly as the first time that uh, WrestleMania went Hollywood and they did all the fake trailers. So it's just okay. a modern take on this, and you gotcha. know, it, and it just further further solidifies what I because no one because all the um, let's just say the people that don't really like Seth Rollins, uh, all their go to is like, what the hell is this gimmick? And I pegged it from day one. He's Caesar Romero from 1960s Batman. He's the Joker. He's well, like, see, I I'm okay with the gimmick because this is the first time I've been interested in Seth. And uh, to compound on what you were saying about his performance last night, I really thought he brought his intensity level up a little bit in this match. Like all of his punches and stuff were really, really like crisp and strong. And in uh, my biggest criticism of Seth over the years has been that I just don't believe him. I think he's playing wrestler. I think really for the last few months, he's kind of stepped out of playing wrestler and is now a professional wrestler who's out there doing great things. And uh, I, I, you know, I'm behind him now. I, I, there's a lot of guys just in the last couple of years that have completely changed my opinion on them, which is fun because everyone says, once I make up my mind, I won't change it for anything. But uh, yeah, a lot of these guys have really changed my opinion on them, and I'm looking forward to Seth and Logan Paul now. Oh yes, that's going to be fantastic. It's going to be one of those like very meticulous put together matches, and you know if anybody is going to put together a Mr. WrestleMania performance, it's really been Seth Rollins these past few years. 
you know, so I'm exact. I'm excited for this match. Logan Paul has really killed it uh, every time he's had a match. I think this will be his fourth one, uh, yeah. maybe fifth, including the Rumble. But you know, excitement all around. But you know, from excitement to pure emotion, this the right. main event last night was just something special. And I knew right away. I was like, these guys don't have to do a fucking thing. Right. <laughs> They're right. gonna milk everything. And they did. And Roman is just another masterclass of the dude just getting it and just never not losing it ever. Like the dude is just flawless as far as like the little things now, which is still weird to say for me. Right. And I mean every little thing from the way they started the match, just taking in the audience and then starting slow and then you know, locking up my god working a lockup and just letting the crowd just be there and be in it i thought it was fantastic um and then to like punch it up real quick and and sammy bumping roman and hitting the dive over the top rope and them going to the floor and then all the time they spent focusing on sammy's family being in the front row and roman like punching and beating sammy Zayn right in front of his daughters who are you know visibly upset like it was great yes. um I, I i hope that i kind of feel like sammy did not tell his family anything and they had no idea what was about to happen and it literally played out in front of their eyes and you because you his, either that or his wife is just incredible <laughs> yeah <laughs> because she's got I a mean, great instinct yeah. yeah they're they were emotionally invested in and i mean i'm sitting it it it's not very often I'm watching a wrestling match that doesn't involve my sister or my brother-in-law. And like, I had just have like this nervous energy in my stomach and I could feel like all the twists and turns of this match are just got me by the balls. And I'm just 100% invested and just going like, God damn it. Like, I know they're going to fuck Sammy in this match somehow. Like, when's it going to happen? I thought the ref bumps were done fairly well. Um, it the problem when when stuff like this happens when they bump the ref and then it's three minutes until another ref shows up and they always show up at the exact perfect moment. Uh, I after unfortunately listening to Corny for the last you know several years and this is one of his pet peeves. It 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 usually takes me out of a match when there's a ref bump and it just takes five minutes to get a ref down there, but they magically show up in time to count, you know, to make the pinfall count. But in this case, the storytelling so good, the emotions are there. I'm able, I was able to just go along for the ride. I thought it was brilliant that they didn't have Jay Uso commit one way or the other. Uh, he didn't hit Sammy. He didn't hit Roman. And then when Sammy, went to spear Roman and Roman moved and he hit Jay that left up with, Oh my God, what's going to happen now? They gave us an out too, so that the fans aren't going to be upset when Sammy's not wrestling Roman at WrestleMania. Um, and so they can continue their feud after WrestleMania, uh, without the belt. I think this is a great way to handle all of this because Cody obviously needs to win that belt. And this is a storyline they started a year ago. So if they don't pay this off, Cody's going to go away. 
But also once Cody beats Roman, now Roman has something else to focus on other than getting his titles back. So I think everything was brilliantly done. Yeah, the booking for uh, that WWE has been putting on is just incredible. And it all makes sense. And the table's being set for so many rising stars to do their thing. You know, we got Austin Theory uh, on the road to WrestleMania dropping the ruthless aggression line, making it right. more and more likely that Cena's going to come in and fucking squash him for that United States title, only to put Austin Theory on a pedestal to go after Cody at SummerSlam, because that's where I would book if Cody is going to have his shining moment against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Uh, and it's looking more and more likely that the best friends from Canada are going to end the longest reigning tag team title reign in history. Uh, yeah, I know and I... And I know uh, on on paper that would seem like a waste of the overness of Sami Zayn, but I don't think so. Because Sami, Sami Zayn, as much as I love how over he is right now, as much as that crowd was on fire because it was his hometown and Canada is just a special place for that type of atmosphere, uh, Sami, unfortunately, and he'll be the one to tell you this too if you uh, go watch his interview with Ariel yeah. Hawani, uh, he's one of those guys that I have... The, that you ask the question, yes, he'll get the championship, but then what? Like the money isn't the chase with him. Keep him chasing that title forever and the business will be fine. The, you know, you don't want another Kofi on your hands. Like the chase for Kofi was was the best part of the Kofi chase. After he won the title, then it's like, okay. <laughs> yes, but I don't think, but the, the reason we want to see Sammy in the title picture because he's earned it and he's a top character and he's the most over thing. Like, Kofi wasn't really over and then he had one performance where he went an hour and 15 minutes in one match and the fans really got behind him and then Brian Danielson the magician at the elimination chamber made Kofi look like he belonged in the main event and so the fans got behind him for two months just kind of out of nowhere really just as a thing to do and it wasn't an emotional attachment and it just kind of was like, oh, man, you know, he's been here for a really long time and we like him. We'd like to see him win the title. Whereas I feel like Sammy's climb for the last year has been organic and, and the fans are getting behind him because he's so good and everything's great. I, I would love to see him and Cody down the road. Um, and I'd, I'd, I'd rather they not win the tag titles because I don't want a thrown together team. This is like one of the few times that I think if they just do the match at Mania and then Jay turns and they just the Usos just have to just drop the belts because they can't get together anymore and they use it as an opportunity to build a new tag team division and have some matches and then a tournament for the new tag team champions. I think that would be the better way to go rather than having, you know, KO and and Sammy be just the fucking tag champs. Like I, I know it's WWE. And so they've done that for years and years and years. So it, it's whatever, but it would be the most important. The tag titles have ever been in, in a long time. Right. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I, I mean, I just, I, I don't think it does Sammy any favors or Kevin Owens to be the tag champs. I mean, yeah, sure. They could be cool for a while, but I think it takes the focus off of, what Sammy's done for the last year. So like I'd be cool with them ending the titles. Cause at least then it's a thing they did to the bloodline. And then, you know, I just, at some point then Kevin Owens and Sammy have to lose. And, and I, 
<laughs> I, I want to see Sammy's singles push continued. I want to see it continue too, but we're we're risking uh, overshadowing the very well-told story of Cody Rhodes. So we got to kind of put that on the back burner for the WrestleMania season, so that well, way right, we can right. we can crown the Rhodes, <sighs> and then we can see what happens. But I think we're pushing towards the big moment of the best friends ending the longest tag team title reign in SmackDown well, history. I, I'm I'm hoping what happens is that Sammy is the reason that Roman loses. And so they go off on their own for the next four to six months. And yeah, they you never know. We can have a trilogy of matches. Yeah. Yeah. We could have another yes movement uh, thing where they just shove Sammy in that match for a three way. You know, I wouldn't be mad at it at all. Well, I would uh, that. I hope that's not what happens. I want, I, I want them to wrestle the bloodline for sure and beat them down at me. I want to see that. I just don't want the tag titles involved in that is, is all I'm getting at. And I want for Sammy and Roman to be the focus after WrestleMania so Cody can establish himself as the champion without Sammy looking over his shoulder and the fans going, we need Sammy to beat Cody. Like, we can do that at Survivor Series or whatever. They can have that match. But, like, let's let Sammy and Roman finish their beef and chase that out. That's the main event of SummerSlam for me, even with Cody as the champion. So... Mm. yeah that's mm. where i'm at with that yeah nothing diminishes the title like making a non-title match the main event whatever yeah I, well. I, I, sometimes the biggest <laughs> story is more important than the title like, i don't can, know yeah i think if we're gonna crown if i think if we're gonna put a title on the roads uh for the first time and actually have it have it like documented as a Rhodes being a champion i want to make that the most important thing as much as possible yeah but it, you you just can't like we just can't. That's just the reality of the situation. Sammy and Roman is going to be the number, the top storyline going forward. And Cody hasn't done enough. To, like I feel like he's almost in the Bret Hart spot as the, the his his first title. Where like yeah, we want Cody to win it. We like Cody, but he's not. He hasn't done enough in this run in WWE WWE to be the top guy. So we're actually going to have to make him the top guy as the champion. And so he's going to have to get some wins um, before we can get momentum behind Cody so that he's he's up there with Sami Zayn right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the the Sami Zayn overness, uh, I feel, will definitely die down at some point. And, re and last night uh, was definitely, I think, is as good of a WrestleMania moment as he's going to get. Uh, I will I will be interested if it does continue, but we're on the cusp of Cody Rhodes potentially being a baby face that people actually want to see hold a championship for a long right. time. And I cannot wait for that to actually happen. Or if you and I get our way, and sometimes we do, we love heat, brother. And if Roman somehow beats <laughs> Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania and starts a riot, uh, I wouldn't be entirely upset at that either, but I would question why the hell they squandered such a uh, silver platter moment. But well, that's it. I think the tables is absolutely set for the bloodline to be involved in the main event and Sammy and Kevin Owens to be involved in the main event and for Cody to walk out. And even then, then Sammy has ended the reign of Roman. And so he can focus on Roman and that like, that's his goal is just to get Roman off the championship. Just like get those belts away from him. 
take away his favorite thing, and then Sammy and Roman can feud for months, and Cody yeah. can elevate himself as champion. I think it's it's a perfect parallel for our two top baby faces. It's certainly an exciting time, and we haven't had two top baby faces to root for in such a long time. We haven't and had one top baby face to root for in a long time. Yes. yes. So to have two at the same time is just magical. It's a gift. It's a gift that yeah. keeps on giving. And, you know, you know, we did our best to really book modern wrestling, and, you know, we had a lot of good talent to work with, but... Let's get to why we're here today, Cole. Oh, yes. Oh, we're going to try to book something for someone that maybe shouldn't really be spoken about in the same breath as some of the characters that we're talking about now, uh, today. Well, but... maybe after we get done today. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. If we put our thinking caps on and fasten them and tighten them and make sure they're working properly, uh, this character might have a shot. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you're bringing to the table today, but uh, whatever I bring, he's certainly going to be the head of it. Oh, yes. Yes. I have some great ideas today for Mantar. So our subject today, take it up with creative. How do we establish Mantar as a meaningful character on our roster so that his run lasts longer than four months and then he disappears never to be seen again? So let's get into it. This is what happened with Mantar, ladies and gentlemen, January 7th, 1995, Mantar makes his debut with a giant fucking costume head that was not workable, that he couldn't even get through the ropes in, so he had to climb over the top rope, and they had to do a cutscene so that it didn't look awful, and then he immediately takes this head off and it reveals that he's just a man, and then the head is never to be seen again. Because it was so fucking awful. So, within the first 30 seconds, the whole gimmick is ruined. And uh, this thing is dead in the water. But they tried anyways. So, uh, they debut Mantar. And he gets a bunch of wins over some job guys. And then, since they realized the giant head thing didn't work, they stick him with Jim Cornette. A little bit as a rib on Jim. Um, but the winning streak continues against the job guys. He does end up getting an Intercontinental title match against one Razor Ramon, which I watched this week, by the way. Thank you for making me watch five Mantar matches this week, buddy. I You're really appreciate welcome. that shit. Absolutely. I, I will say this for Mantar. Uh, uh, let me finish this, and then, then we'll give our thoughts on Mantar. So uh, his Intercontinental title match with Razor Ramon tied into uh, Cornette being involved with Jeff Jarrett at the time. So Mantar loses by disqualification when Jeff Jarrett hits the ring and uh, interferes in the match. Uh, Mantar was in the 1995 King of the Ring tournament where he lost clean to Bob Sparky Plug Holly. Uh, Sparky Plug, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, uh, <laughs> I got an idea. How about you give me the belt? And then I beat everybody. Starting with Mantar. And then... Mantar's final match was against Bam Bam Bigelow to help the uh, Bam Bam Bigelow babyface turn after WrestleMania. And uh, yeah, that's it. Mantar disappeared, never to be seen again. Uh, this gimmick never got off the ground. He never really had a fair shot. And uh, yeah, so do you have any thoughts on Mantar's run? I mean, uh, I was nine 
when I saw Mantar. <laughs> so I was okay. like, fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's yep. one of those it's one of those hindsight things. You're like, oh cringe. Especially like after you get in the business. Cause like what if right. you like what if like you go to work and like, you know, we got this great idea. All right, sit down, you're gonna love this. Right. So uh in watching these five matches, I, I feel like uh, the biggest issue with Mantar is that he was super green. Like this dude had not been wrestling for very long at all when he got this opportunity. And you, it, you know, just as an experienced worker, you could see that he wasn't quite sure what he was doing. In fact, in the match with Razor Ramon, uh, you know, Razor uh, had him in an arm ringer and then bumped him. And then he went to do the old leg drop on the arm gimmick. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mantar tried to get up as Razor was in midair, and his arm almost got snapped in the in just in half at the oh elbow. My God. It was awful. And uh, it, but you know the problem is they stuck him with his gimmick, and then they had him doing shit. He had, they had him doing this move where it wasn't like a splash in the corner. The guy would come out from the corner a little bit, and he would take his arms and go under their arms and lift them in the air as if it was like a bull charging. And he gored him. And so, like, one of the job guys, he lifts him off the ground, slams him on the turnbuckle, smashes his fucking head against the post because this move is super unsafe. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. But I will say this. Um, he moved really well for his size. Uh, did a, one of the best belly-to-belly suplexes I've ever seen. It's right up there with the Owen Hart belly-to-belly suplex. Just fantastic. <laughs> And he was a decent worker. I don't. I don't think he was bad. He was just very green. And uh, him going out there having 10, 10 minute matches with Razor and Bam Bam maybe not the best idea at the time. But um, so I think there's something there. I think uh, in reality, if we were talking about this specific human being, we could have done something with him. So I don't hate you for making me do this. I after watching the matches, I felt better about it. And then you know, uh, some inspiration hit, and I and I've got ideas. So. Good. Uh, I, I mean, you know, some would say that shared a locker room with him that uh, he had a really big head and he was just really hard to work with. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's really all I got. And, you know, I, I, some would say, you know, he's just just a little too horny for the locker room. You know, it's kind of unsafe, <laughs> kind of unsafe. Uh, you know, he's kind of kind of had a noble attitude. Um, oh, God damn it. Uh, please stop me. Um, uh, yeah. Do you have any more? Are you out of pun? <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I mean, uh no, I don't. Uh, but I do have glowing reviews for Mantar because, uh, you know, without me, Cole, I don't think he would have such a spotlight on this show because he is the number one mass character that the creative team solidified. Yeah, that happened. It did. It is a thing that happened. Go back in the archives. You'll be glad you did. All right. So would you like me to kick this thing off? Oh, please do. All right. So. In January 1995, we're going to kick this thing right off with Doink the Clown, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. As Doink the Clown has announces that he's going to start his own circus. And he has, because he has found the greatest wonder of the world, a half man, half bull, Mantar. Mantar debuts with a badass fucking lucha mask that looks like a bull's face. So he never has to take this fucking thing off. And ruined the motherfucking gimmick right from the start, five seconds into his first match, ladies and gentlemen. It's a mask he can actually wrestle in and do stuff, okay? A real mask. And he acts like a fucking minotaur. 
So he's yeah. not going to sit here. He's not going to talk. He's not going to do any promos. Okay. So <clears throat> same, same thing goes out there, destroys a bunch of jobbers. Um, meanwhile, we have Doink, his uh, boss, I guess, at this point, going around doing segments, you know, going up to different people to join his circus. And he goes to Luna Vachon to be one of his freaks because we're, we're cast, recasting Doink kind of as a heel again. Because we, uh, we've agreed many times on the show that heel Doink is absolutely the way to go. And we get a lot more out of it. Well, upon asking Luna Vachon to be one of his freaks in his freak show at the circus, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow gets mighty offended on her behalf and shows up and pushes Doink and... Mantar from the side lays out Bam Bam. Uh, Luna being the crazy person that she is, jumps on the back of Mantar and Mantar bucks her off and throws her through a table in this wonderful backstage segment and uh, him and Doink laugh and leave. And uh, So Bam Bam's mighty upset at this point and uh, he wants to get his revenge and uh, Doink says, okay, okay, I'll give you a match against my against Mantar here, but when Mantar wins, Joina has or Joina, Luna has to join <laughs> <laughs> my circus. And so they go out and they have the match and everything's going well, but then Dink gets involved and Doink gets involved and Bam Bam slips up and Mantar gets the win and Luna has to join Doink's freak circus and then uh since it was so difficult doink decides he's going to embarrass luna they got her wearing a little outfit with bells on the hat and the and the shoes and they've got her doing chores like cleaning mantar's cage so scooping up the uh the mantar shit um but in doing all her chores luna starts to develop a, a, a relationship with mantar She's petting his his you know petting his head and and being nice to him and 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 so he takes a liking to Luna. Uh, and so then Mantar, uh, during his matches with these job guys, he begins to lose control after the matches, getting disqualified. Even though he's already won, he continues to beat the people after the matches. But Luna, being his caretaker, is the only person that's able to calm him down. So this relationship is growing between Luna Vachon and Mantar, uh, where she's like kind of the voice of reason, which is great because she's an insane person. And so it's awesome that only that Luna is the only one who can get through to Mantar. And so this, this relationship is budding and it's going well. Meanwhile, Bam Bam is trying to get Luna back and free her from her uh, indentured servitude to Doink the Clown. And uh, so Doink agrees uh, to have a match, or agrees to a match where they will win Luna's freedom, but it's going to be a cage match and it's going to be a handicap match. Doink and Mantar against Bam Bam. If Bam Bam can win in this cage, uh, then he can get Luna's freedom. Meanwhile, in the, leaks, in the weeks leading up to this, Doink is becoming slightly abusive towards Mantar. He's keeping him chained up now inside of his pin and instead of roaming free. And, uh, you know, he's whipping him with, with the you know he's whipping him after matches when when he gets disqualified and so luna's really like being sympathetic towards towards this guy that's getting abused by this clown <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn it <laughs> and you, you can go back in our archives to to 
listen all about the abuse that Doink likes to give. Right, right. So we get to the match, Doink and Specifically Mantar. Cream Pies. Oh, don't worry. We're getting there. Yes. <laughs> Doink and Mantar versus Bam Bam. Uh, Bam Bam comes out. Even though it's two against one, he comes out house of fire. He's beaten Doink and Mantar around the ring until Dink the Clown from the top of the cage catches an unsuspecting Bam Bam by surprise and knocks him to the ground. At this point, uh, the refs try to get Dink out of the ring. He opens the cage. He throws in the chain that he's been using on Mantar, and they chain Bam Bam up to the cage. At this point, Luna it becomes incensed, and she goes in to help her main squeeze Bam Bam, uh, at which point Doink grabs her by the hair and uh, throws her to the ground, and then they get another chain, and they chain Luna. So Luna and Bam Bam are chained to the cage helplessly, at which point Dink brings in two cream pies oh. to give to Doink. And Doink looks over at Mantars and says, it's your turn to embarrass them. We need to embarrass them. Make sure they never try to fight us again. So he hands the cream pies over to Mantar. Mantar is really conflicted at this point as, as he's come to care for Luna, and he's not sure what to do. So Doink gets the whip out to begin whipping Mantar to get him to do what he does. But before he could whip him, boom, Mantar double cream pies Doink the Clown. Oh, Twice. yes. Double cream pie on Doink the Clown. And then Mantar, using his bull-like strength, rips the chains from the cage and frees Bam Bam and Luna Vachon. And then he takes off and leaves Doink left to get beat down by Luna and Bam Bam. And Bam Bam wins. And Luna's freedom has been won. Uh. That's a happy ending all around. Is, oh, it, is, yes. that, is, that, is that where we leave things? No, no, no. No, no, no. Oh. <clears throat> We're not done yet. Oh, yes. Oh, excuse me. I just got to figure out where the hell I am. In a creative room, pitching Mantar. Yes. So the next week, Doink the Clown comes out to the ring to address the situation of his circus being... Excuse me. Uh, uh, to address the issues within his circus all by himself this time. And Luna Vachon comes to confront him. And uh, as she confronts him, Doink finally loses his cool, snatches her by the hair again and grabs her. And Luna starts screaming, Bam Bam, Bam Bam. And Doink goes, hey, I don't think Bam Bam's going to be able to help you. He's been disposed of. And then quick shot to the back. Bam Bam is laid out on the floor as a close up of Bam Bam. And as the camera pans out, you can see it was Bam Bam's locker room. And he's laid out by on the ground by his locker room. And as it pans out more, we see the banana peels on the floor. <laughs> Looks like your main squeeze slipped up on the way to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Is Doink the Clown Michael? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so no one's going to save you, Luna. It's just you and me. And at that moment, Mantar comes charging to the ring. Oh, nope. Sorry. Skip. Rewind. So Doink says, Luna, no one's here to save you. And he throws her from the ring to the floor and he gets out and he drags her by the hair up to the top of the ramp. And he sets her up for the power bomb off the stage. And at that moment, Mantar's music hits and he comes out. Doink pushes Luna off to the side and Mantar gores Doink off of the stage through the tables below. 
and we go off the air with and Mantar dead as Luna is trying to help Mantar to his feet. Just our well, Luna's crying in distress there over Mantar, trying to help him up. And that's how we go off the air for that night. So we have one more match. Doink and Dink versus Luna Vashon and Mantar. I'm tuning in. Yes. I'm tuning in. Mantar and Luna finally, finally vanquish Doink as Luna gets her payback for all the embarrassment. There's cream pies aplenty in this one. (laughs) Luna's cream pieing people. Mantar's cream pieing people. They win, and Bam Bam joins the celebration after it's over. Uh, He was able to avoid all the banana peels, and they make it to the ring. And the newest tag team in the WWF is formed, the Beasts from the East. And they go on to feud with Owen Hart and Yokozuna and become the WWF World Tag Team Champions, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's brilliant. Like, you know, you go from main eventing WrestleMania with Lawrence Taylor to winning the tag team titles with a mythical masterpiece that we've created on this show. Correct. Yes. I, you know, it, it's way better than what the gentleman got. And, you know... uh, this man, eat your heart out because we already have done so much better by Mantar with uh, just Cole's story. Uh, yes. I'm tuning in. Nine year old me and is. Doink the Clown and uh, the Goon. Like, we're on a roll. Yeah. Lu- all of Vince's bullshit he couldn't figure out. Luna showing so much emotion is just a, a breath of fresh air. Like, I want right. to hear her. I want to hear her cry. And now, <laughs> now, now, now we've. <laughs> and now we have a baby faced Luna of Sean. With Bam Bam Bigelow and Mantar running a wild. And uh, now we don't have to let Bam Bam fall off to the wayside either. And he actually gets a title run in the WWF. So that's nice. It's almost like the oddities with a little more, you know, talent. Mm, I mean, they had Earthquake and Kurgan. Never mind. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the oddities without Kurgan. Yes. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, I mean,. <laughs> Well, we're gonna have we're gonna have to find a way to fuse these stories together because here's where I went, Cole. Uh, so you know the year is 1995. We are just gonna you know have him go against enhancement talent, but I'm keeping the masks. God damn it! Uh, that's the best part about Mantar. He's wearing the big ass mask, and uh, you know you know who would be really interested in that mask. And uh, we didn't hear a lot from him in the, in the, during this time because they just kind of wrote him off TV. But I'm going to write him off TV myself because the one person who is interested in this mask is none other than Oh, yes. The second Mantar debuts, you got the Repo Man looming because he wants that goddamn mask. And he's going to do everything in his power to steal that mask. So he attempts weeks on end to try to steal the Mantar mask. And uh, he fails miserably every time, always comes up a little short. Mantar just, you know, either scares him off by charges after him, or he just, you know, either just catches him and beats the shit out of him. So after weeks and weeks of uh, unsuccessful attempts at the Mantar helmet, mask, whatever, uh, finally, Repo Man just uh, swipes it. But very quickly, Mantar uh, is much faster than Repo Man and actually gets it back. So this time, he's desperate to make sure this mask never leaves his sight. So who does he go to uh, other than Gorilla Monsoon? So he goes up to Gorilla and goes, hey, 
you're a gorilla. How do I keep my mythical, awesome, animalish figure? So Gorilla Monsoon reaches into his bread basket and pulls out Monsoon Glue, the strongest gorilla it. glue in the land. And uh, Mantar, begrudgingly, uses it, and it works. But the caveat is, he can never take this mask off again. This is the superiest super glue ever. So now, not only does he have to wear the mask, he has to figure it out from here on in. But, my God, the matches don't last at all. Now you got the mid-card guys who can't even last two seconds with this man because one headbutt, and they're pretty much dead. God damn the Mantar it. is on like a 250-win winning streak <laughs> because... <laughs> because because the, because the guys get knocked out just on the lockup like imagine God locking up it. with that thing just like all right one two <laughs> and it's over and it's over and finally finally someone has his number someone found his weakness is it that drinkers? <laughs> oh my god! I could have went there. Put a pin in that. We'll go back. Put a pin in that idea. We're gonna god go back. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to step in, but it just hit me. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. Oh. They shrink his head. They shrink his head. Oh, oh, folks at home, we might just have to. We might just have to pivot. Oh, but. <laughs> Oh, I lost my train oh, of thought. God damn it. Oh, oh gosh. Oh. I need to compose myself. The head shrink is it's magical. <laughs> okay. Oh. So, <laughs> so, so the group of, so a group oh. of guys in the back, they get together and say, we got it. We got to take down this mantar. Like there's no way we can last. We can last. So the smoking guns and the, yes. the, the God wins. Get together. It's like, all right, look, you guys are cowboys. We're farmers. We know how to wrangle some shit. So we got to we got to take this guy down. So oh. I say, on his next entrance, you get it. You get it. You get some rope, and you know we'll we'll distract him with our slop, and you know we'll we'll go from there. But in the attempts to try to wrangle this guy down and make sure he never wrestles again because his attire itself is so goddamn unfair, uh, Jeff Jarrett sees potential oh, in yeah. uh, in Mantar. And he gets on the microphone and he says, ha, 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 as the greatest country singer in the world, no band is complete without a horn section. Jesus Christ. So out comes the horniest man on the planet, Mantar, <laughs> the enforcer of Jeff Jarrett's country music band. And boy, uh, I'm just going to say boy howdy because it fits the gimmick, brother. Uh, the country music star is on a roll on his own because... The second you're around his enforcer, he's going to hit you with that big ass head and lay you out. Yeah. So, yeah, of course. So Jeff Jarrett is on a 462 uh, winning streak <laughs> and he has completely taken over the new generation era. And uh, and it really just really this is a take it up creative with uh, Jeff Jarrett now because we're right. Just, right. We're, using oh, Mantar, yes. we're using Mantar as a beacon, a large horny beacon of hope for what could have been 
for Jeff Jarrett. And, you know, Tennessee Lee is on his shoulders uh, riding to the ring. It's a whole thing. Like the roadies get the roadies like on his shoulders. Like this would be a stable for the ages. You got Tennessee Lee. You got the roadie. You got Jeff Jarrett and you got Mantar, the horn section. So well, uh, by this my, time, my, my question, my question, my answer <clears throat> is if Tennessee Lee is involved, we already know we're talking about a guy that's got a jump rope inside of his pants. Yes. Uh, is Mantar or Tennessee Lee have the bigger cock? I, I think that's the important question at this moment. Who has the bigger penis? Is it a Mantar? Well, I'm glad you asked Tennessee because Lee. once the falling out happens, we're going to have a good old fashioned cock fight between the bull and uh, <laughs> and Tennessee Lee. It's going to be great. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pay per view for the ages. You know, we'll save that for the Attitude Era when they come out with oh. fully, fully loaded. Oh, wow. Fully we'll, loaded. Yeah, we'll call it full load. The full load match. Oh, so, yes. oh, from there, now from there. By this time, uh, man, the Mantar gimmick has really caught fire. And really, it, it is the reason the Attitude Era happens. And, uh, you know, there's, you know, there's Mantar 316 shirts flying off the shelves, kind of like the Goblet of Gooker <laughs> storyline that I had. You know, really, <laughs> Mantar is like, you know, he, he's the shit. Like, you know, he, uh, he did a guest appearance on SNL one time and, you know, the, the, the more cowbell thing. It was because of him. It was uh, it was blue blue ice. It wasn't blue ice or cold. It was Mantar with the cowbell, and uh, that that became a meme going forward. He's he's like the Forrest Gump of wrestling now. It's no it's no longer Jeff Jarrett. But yes. where I was going with this, <laughs> where I was going with this was that he really caught fire, and it's about 1996, so borderline 1997, and uh, he uh, he gets a uh, yeah the WWE wins a. Um, uh, what, what do you call it? You know, as a sponsorship uh, thing. You know, they, they like kind of like the Mountain Dew Pitch Black thing. Okay. So, uh, you know, so who he gets a special referee to uh, referee one of his matches at SummerSlam because you know the summer blockbuster, the summer blockbuster movie at the time was Austin Powers. Now I know, I know you, you I know you know where I. Uh, bleh, I'm trying to form a sentence here. I know that you know where you think I'm going with this, and I'm pretty sure I butchered the sentence still. But the big catchphrase for Austin Powers was, do I make you horny, baby? Oh, Jesus. And that is the new shirt that is flying off the shelves. Oh, the Mantar, do I make you horny, baby, is the shirt that keeps on giving. And uh, we're going to have a promotional event where uh, Mantar is going to face a mystery opponent and Austin Powers is going to referee the match. Now, are you buying the pay-per-view or are you flying the destination to see this front row um <clears throat> definitely buying a pay-per-view that's featuring austin powers and a mythical beast that makes everyone horny yes i i yeah do, oh, do just you even wait. know who his opponent is oh we find out the day of the show and boy you're not gonna want to go to the bathroom or do anything you're gonna have to make sure you're glued to that chair you might want to go get some monsoon glue because that yeah. is some strong stuff because uh, it's been years you know down the road thus, thus far in my storyline and the poor guy hasn't been able to take this mask off and people eat? are still invested so people are know. still invested this guy caught fire but it's about to go downhill <laughs> very quickly because i cannot believe none of us thought of this but the one person to fight a bull the returning pedro morales Wh okay did I even say the right person? No, Tito Santana, yeah. El Matador, <laughs> El Matador. I'm leaving that in because that's how forgettable the character was. You need an El Matador to he go after a bull. Wrong Hispanic person. I know that's racist. That's way worse than having yeah. less brothers. 
We uh, should probably. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a story about a centaur. Look, give me a break. <laughs> it's so, funny. It's funny because uh, El Matador versus uh, Mantar, or yeah, Mantar was my initial idea, but I didn't like it as much as Doink the Clown starting a freak circus at midnight. Be you know, <coughs> two days ago when I was still didn't have anything good for this shit. <laughs> oh man. So I only made this match because I seriously started with the end and worked my way back, and you know. Yeah. Uh, Austin Powers being involved was just a bonus that I just kind of wrapped today. Uh, <laughs> but the finish of this match, El Matador gets his fucking bull thing. Fucking what's the what's the sheet called? The the red <laughs> the fucking thing. The the bull beacon. The bull bait blanket. Yes, that's that's what it's go. called. Do you, you know yes. what it's called? Is there a technical term? Uh, Bullfighter experts, let us know. Yes. But yes. he catches him with that shit. He charges. He dips him over the top rope. Mantar lands head mask first into the floor, but the horns stab the floor. His feet are kicking around. He's completely upside down. And we get a fucking good old, old school count out, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, to go home with this match. It's just a count out of just a dumbass fucking total <coughs> mask wearing guy, which is his feet dangling in the air. And El Matador stands tall. The bullfighter must pose. There's confetti. There's fucking Mexican sombreros. There's there's parties. There's pinatas yes. flying around. It's a real love fest. And this is the way to go home for yes. such a character. Pageantry, country music, everything that I love in one story. Oh, so... <laughs> so... Your story, <laughs> so I get this correctly, is that uh, we use Gorilla Glue. <laughs> Monsoon Glue. Yes. Uh, the strongest Gorilla Glue known to man. Uh, and then his head can't be removed. And then for just so that uh, you could say Jeff Jarrett needs a horn section, Jeff Jarrett's involved, but there's no real payoff to Jeff Jarrett. And then... No, no, um, no. You made the payoff. The cockfight between Tennessee Lee. Oh, that's okay. That's true. That's true. Yeah. We did get a cockfight between a minotaur and a man with an extremely large penis. And then we got <clears throat> we got Austin Powers just so you could get Do I Make You Horny in. And then we get El Matador and Mantar defying the laws of physics and just sticking straight out of the ground uh, like a lawn dart. That pretty much sums it up, yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Well, I don't know how we could possibly merge any of this shit together, but uh, uh, but wow. the head shrinkers shrinking Mantar's head, yeah, down to normal size. So okay, so maybe we start <clears throat> we start with your gimmick of the head getting stuck to his body, and he can't remove it, and then the head shrinkers shrink it down to like a lucha size mask so that it like works, and he could wear it and and, and actually start having real matches. Where he doesn't just headbutt people on lockups and they get knocked out. And then, <laughs> then we get El Matador Tito Santana involved to finally end this crazy long winning streak. Uh, I think this is, I think that works for me. We do all that. Mantar has a crazy long winning streak ended by Tito Santana, I think is the payoff that we all deserve and would uh, uh, appreciate. I, I definitely think that's the way to go. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's El Matadorable. Yes, El Matadorable. Yes. And that is Tito Santana, ladies and gentlemen, not to be confused with Pedro Morales. Yeah, I know. Yeah, He's from I a think. different decade altogether. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not proud of that. <laughs> I'm surprised none of us pitched a bull rope match. Oh, oh, we bring back Dusty Rhodes for a bull rope match just for no reason because it's Mantar. I, I, that's good. Let's just do that. We have a, we have, we, we're trying to end this crazy long winning streak of Mantar. So we bring in Dusty Rhodes to have a bull rope match, and even Dusty Rhodes can't beat Mantar. So then we have to go to, you know, the, 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 the trump card, the, the be all end all. We bring a matador in to finally end the winning streak of one Manator, Minotaur in Mantar. Brilliant. There we go. At WrestleMania. Well, yeah. I think that's going to do it for this week. I don't think we could do any better than that. Oh, but we're going to try to do better than that next <clears throat> week, ladies and gentlemen, because Cole, uh, you know, next week is we're going to be well into March. Well, not well into March, because next week uh, when we drop our episode, it's going to be March 1st. Uh, All right. So if what would you and you know what? There's only one response. I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down. But what would you say if I told you that you and I were going to discuss the top 10? Yeah. The top 10 Macho Man Randy Savage moments. What would your response be? Top 10 moments, you said? Sorry. You yes. Uh, I would say it sounds like we're getting ready to kick off some March Madness, ladies and gentlemen. That's correct. The month of March. You know what? We talk about Randy Savage a lot, and usually it's kind of in passing while we're talking about other people. Well, you know what? This man deserves his flowers so we are going to dedicate an entire month to the macho man randy savage it is march madness 2023 on the creative team podcast ladies and gentlemen uh so do you want to uh, go over the other shows or is that the only one we solidified and we're a little bit like for the that's rest the one of we're solidified madness. so far <laughs> uh we have ideas there's going to be some take it up creatives uh we're going to be discussing all month the macho man randy savage and you know, if you're going to sit, if you're going to ask me if I'm ready, my response will be, "Oh yeah, absolutely, ladies and gentlemen." And uh, I think it'll be great, uh, Macho Man. We can we can do some uh, Lanny Poffo tines. I got some videos I got to send you, bud. Uh, uh, Vincey was uh, sending me some stuff from ICW, the old uh, the the Poffos uh, promotion, their territory back from the early '80s, and it's incredible. Uh, some of it could not make air today uh so we'll keep that to ourselves um because i don't want uh i don't want any, any any backlash for lanny poffo for some of the stuff he said back then uh it was a different time and place ladies and gentlemen so it was okay but uh it is phenomenal so i'm gonna send that to you after we're done here recording it's great stuff absolutely great stuff it's one of the most it's one of the best studio wrestling brawls i've ever seen in my life and i could not i like i wanted to go find the poffos versus the rock and roll express uh, immediately seeing this this build up it's fucking phenomenal i am so hyped to be talking about macho man randy savage in march madness 2023 so uh any closing thoughts before we end the show today ronald no, not at all. Join us next week when we start March Madness, ladies and gentlemen. So, for Ron Kilborn, I am your host, Cold Austin, saying thank you, we love you, and good night. Mwah.
Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130. And follow yours truly at Ron underscore Kilborn. We'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team. Team.